Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 3rd of August. The Supreme Court observed today that political parties promising to distribute freebies during election campaigns is a serious election issue, ANI reported. A bench of Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana and Justices Krishna Murari and Hima Kohli said that there is a need for a body to examine the issue. The body, consisting of Niti Aayog, Finance Commission, ruling and opposition parties, Reserve Bank of India and other stakeholders would make suggestions on how to deal with the issue. The bench asked the Centre, the Election Commission, Senior Advocate and Rajya Sabha MP Kapil Sibyl and the petitioners to submit their suggestions on how to control freebies by political parties within seven days. Appearing for the central government, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta supported the petition against promises of freebies. He said that these populist promises had an adverse effect on voters and that we were heading towards economic disaster this way. CGI NV Ramana said that every political party benefits from the freebies and he did not want to name just one. The Enforcement Directorate today attached assets totaling to 415 crore from two Maharashtra-based builders, NDTV reported. An Augusta Westland helicopter was recently seized from the house of Sanjay Chabria, one of the two builders, on suspicion of money laundering and fraud on July 30th. Last Monday, CBI had also discovered the helicopter at the Pune home of Chabria's associate Avinash Bhosle of Able Infrastructure. The duo had previously been accused in the Yes Bank DHFL case, which is dubbed as India's worst bank fraud case and involved a group of 17 banks led by the Union Bank of India, resulting in an alleged loss of more than Rs 34,000 crore. According to the agency, the seized property includes a land parcel in Mumbai's Santa Cruz neighbourhood worth Rs 116.5 crore, 25% of Chabria's company's equity shares worth Rs 115 crore, another apartment in Santa Cruz worth Rs 3 crore, profit from his hotel at the Delhi airport worth Rs 13.67 crore, and three of Sanjay Chabria's high-end luxury cars worth Rs 3.10 crore. Avinash Bhosle's properties were also attached according to the ED. They include a duplex apartment in Mumbai valued at Rs 102.8 crore, a land parcel in Nagpur worth Rs 15.52 crore, a land parcel in Pune worth Rs 14.65 crore and yet another land parcel in Nagpur for Rs 1.45 crore. The death toll due to severe rain in Kerala rose to 12, with half of the fatalities being recorded yesterday, as per a report by the New Indian Express. While Kanur claimed three fatalities, Kotayam, Ernakulam and Trivandrum each reported one death. Three people are currently missing, two fishermen from Chavakad and one from Kolam. In 11 districts, more than 2,000 individuals have been relocated to 102 relief camps. Red alerts, which indicate very heavy rain, were still in effect in 10 districts, according to the IMD. The red alert is expected to continue through the day in several areas. The most camps are in Kotayam and the most impacted people, 657, are in Thrissur. According to a statement from the Chief Minister's office, instructions have been given to provide pregnant women, new moms and those who need special care with necessary facilities. 
The Chief Minister has ordered Chief Secretary VP Joy to keep an eye on dam water levels. The Central Water Commission designated danger threshold has been breached by the water levels in Pampa, Nair, Manimala and Karamana dams. The Supreme Court asked the Shiv Sena faction led by Maharashtra Chief Minister Eknath Shinde today to redraft his submissions on petitions filed by Uddhav Thakre's group for more clarity, PTI reported. A bench of Chief Justice N.V. Ramana, Justice Krishna Murari and Justice Hima Kohli were hearing the petitions filed by both the fractions in relation to disqualification proceedings, election of speaker, recognition of party whip and other constitutional issues. Arguing for the Udhav group, senior advocates Kapil Sibyl and Dr. A.M. Singhvi said that since the rebellion group had violated the chief whip, they are disqualified as per 10th schedule, Live Law reported. They also argued that since they did not merge with another political party, protection was not available for them. But Shinde's counsel, senior advocate Harish Salve, argued that there was no split in the political party. This was a dispute over its leadership, he said, which can be called an intra-party dispute, which does not fall within the scope of defection. The bench will continue to hear the matter tomorrow. Sanjay Raut edited the Shiv Sena mouthpiece Samna for years. In a profile of the newspaper, I tracked how the publication has consistently grown and is a reporter's beat 35 years since its inception. To read the story, head on to newslaundry.com. It is titled, Violent to Woke, How Samna Tax Shiv Sena's Turbulent Journey. Listeners, if you like the work that we do, do consider subscribing to News Laundry. As a reader-supported platform, we depend exclusively on our subscriptions and not on ads by political parties or corporations. Head over to our website newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen. Lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 only. The Personal Data Protection Bill 2021 was withdrawn by the central government today after a parliamentary committee suggested 81 changes in it, NDTV reported. A new bill is to be presented that fits into the comprehensive legal framework. Union Minister of Electronics and Information Technology Ashwini Vaishnav moved the motion today to withdraw the bill. The House approved the motion in a voice vote, thereby withdrawing it. The bill sought to provide for protection of personal data of individuals and to establish a data protection authority. The bill was brought in 2019, after which it was referred to the Joint Committee. A report by this committee was tabled in Parliament in December 2021. Vaishnav said that the bill was deliberated in great detail by the Joint Committee of Parliament. 81 amendments were proposed and 12 recommendations were made. He said that a comprehensive legal framework was being worked on and hence, in the circumstances, it was proposed to withdraw the bill. China prohibited imports of several Taiwanese food goods, stopped natural sand exports and announced punitive measures against organizations advocating for Taiwan independence, according to a report by PTI. This move came in the aftermath of US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taipei on Tuesday night, the first by a key American official in 25 years. After this, China launched a series of military drills near Taiwan. China sees Taiwan as a part of its territory under the One China policy, which opposes any contact between Taiwanese leaders and other governments. 
It criticized the U.S. government of violating the same by allowing the senior Democrats' visit to Taipei. According to an official spokesperson, the suspension of the import of some fruits and seafood products from Taiwan begins today. It is in compliance with the applicable rules and criteria for food safety on the mainland. He also stated that Taiwan will no longer receive any natural sand exports from the mainland. China continued to be Taiwan's top commercial partner despite its policy towards the island, with bilateral commerce rising by 26% year over year. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.